Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. I got a special guest from the shop. Yes, sir. About to let him introduce himself. Soulful <laughs> brother, conscious brother. Yes, sir. Production extraordinaire. <laughs> so why don't you tell them who you are, man, a little man. bit about yourself. What's good, everybody? I'm Lord Haiti, coming from the west side of Chicago. I'm out here in L.A. This is my first time. So I'm enjoying the weather, um, beautiful vibes, you know. Man, just actually out here enjoying the weather, out here on business, of course, or out here as well as vacation. So this is my first time. I like what I see, and I'm liking what I'm doing here, so... I will be here again real soon. Okay. So what has your actual experience been like being here as opposed to what you had heard about L.A. coming here? Okay. What I heard about L.A., it was just fake, superficial people, you know, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. nobody not being any real, like just everybody just being all cool and putting up a facade. But when I got here, I got around some good energy, some good people. Um, I start to realize how business was out here, mm-hmm. start to see how uh, people operated more um, and did business more efficiently. So I was like, damn, I actually like how it is out here. Um, a difference that I learned is like how a real industry should be ran. Mm-hmm. So I like that about that. And man, it's just been good. Like the weather is way better than Chicago. Way, way, way better than Chicago. The weather is Ah, yeah, I love it. Um, and of course, the weed is legal, so that's always a plus. Women, weed, and weather—that's what I said. Chicago, uh, like LA, has women, weed, weather. That's the three W's. Chicago has the three P's: pimps, politics, and preachers. So, you know. So talk about that then. So how how are they similar from what you've seen? You know, just from the few days you've been here. Yeah. Or is, is it any similarities between the West Coast or you know California and Chicago? I would say the similarities would be in the diversity of mm-hmm. cultures, mm-hmm. the real diversity of cultures. Um, and seeing, I'll just say that, like, the, the real diversity of cultures, the um, the food is good in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that. I don't know if it's better than the Shy's food, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's real. It's real cool. Like, I like it in, like, just how diverse the culture is. And... Um, I'll just say the scene, in a sense, like you can easily just go somewhere um, into a park. Like you can just go to a party and just probably have a good time. So mm-hmm. that's just like Chicago. You could just you'll end up having a good time no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that about L.A. Um, I'll say another similarity would probably be um, like just connecting with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just on a business level, just connecting with people. Um, I see that people welcome outsiders here. Mm-hmm. They welcome outsiders here, so that's that's a good thing. And I see that in Chicago, they welcome a lot of outsiders. Mm-hmm. So that's one good similarity I see. Um, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's feel like a whole new world, right? Oh right. <laughs> no. So talk about what got you into music, then, because I know that's one of the main reasons you was out here. We didn't worked on a couple yeah, tracks since you've been here. Definitely, definitely. So talk about Chicago music scene how it influenced you and your style Chicago's music scene is amazing um I would say like the people like there is so much talent in Mm -hmm. Chicago so so much talent um 
like and just being influenced by like Chicago talent. Like honestly, the music with me started in in home. Like, mm. It started when my mom she used to listen to a lot of Sam Cooke, uh, a lot of Motown, a lot of soulful stuff. So I was just like get an ear for that. My grandma would play a lot of like blues and jazz and mostly like soulful stuff, like soulful pop stuff, you know, all those doo-wop records. So I would hear that. And then my father on his side, he would play a lot of funk. Mm. He would play some reggae. You know, he would play um and like even as I got older, uh, when I was young, he would try to keep up with the current time. Mm-hmm. So he would try to play like some hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um but it was mostly Funk and mm. he would play a lot of Curtis Mayfield, mm. Parliament Funkadelics, uh, James Brown. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was good. So I got soul on one side, funk on another side, and you just match those together. And growing up, like my sister, uh, shout out Brianna, she used to um, work for the Source, mm. and she um, interned at Vibe Magazine. Mm. So. Every time, like, and I'm watching, like, coming up, you know, this was, like, right before the internet broke the music industry. Right. So, right like right before that, we talking about, like, 2001, 2002, like, 03, mm-hmm. uh, she would, you know, she was a journalist for them, so they would have to listen to albums first. Mm. You know, you know, they have to, you know, listen to those albums before they post it in the magazine. Right. So... Right there, she would come like for every every year for Christmas. She would just like give me albums. I remember the first albums I had, uh, Biggie's "Ready to Die." Ooh, that's a good one. That's that's a real good one. Um, she gave me "Get Rich or Die Trying." This was like '03, so "Ready to Die," "Get Rich or Die Trying." Uh, I think Jay Z's "Blueprint 2, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, and then I think Ludacris, uh, Chicken and Beer, I think, or mm-hmm. if it was Word of Chicken and Beer. And then, like, the next year, she gave me T.I.'s Urban Legend. It's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, yeah, T.I.'s Urban Legend. Um, and then, dang, she gave me a lot. Man, it's like so many records. Like, she gave me back in, like, 04, 05. So, yeah, she gave me Kanye's uh, College Dropout. Like, she would just give me, like, new music. Mm-hmm. Like, just, so that kind of put me up in, like, hip-hop. And then just... As I got older, started seeing more in like the scene, I realized like Chicago has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent. There's so many artists out there. They all put out different bodies of work and they all sound so unique mm-hmm. and like their own. So you go to Chicago, you can hear almost any type of genre you want to hear. And, you know, it'll be very distinct in what they're doing, what they're doing. So that's one thing I like about the scene. It's just very uh, diverse in how their sound, how their sound is. And everyone is just doing them uniquely. So Mm -hmm. it's good. A lot of talent. You should come. bro. Yeah, no, I will. So that diversity, uh, like you just talked about from the music your mother listened to, the music your father listened to, the music your father listened to, um, that was basically what influenced your definitely producing style definitely definitely i must i must say that because you know in a home you not you just like listening and stuff and you just like uh whatever mm-hmm. you know but it sounded good mm-hmm. my father would listen to a lot of Boosie collins and and curtis mayfield and like for like i owe him like everything for putting me up on Boosie collins i love Boosie collins like ah the name is Boosie baby that's a dope name for an album just mm-hmm. like <laughs> Just how to introduce yourself, <laughs> Boosie and Boosie Collins in the Rubber Band Band, like, right. 
ah, the name is Boosie, baby. Like that's right. just so that's just so cold and right. unique. And my father used to always play Superfly mm. by Curtis Mayfield. So that and Bob Marley's Legend, mm-hmm. and my mom had like all the Motown classics, all of uh, Smokey Robinson and Miracles, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Had a lot of Sam Cooke. Heard a lot of Sam Cooke. Right. And it's just like, you know, it was like hip-hop in that sense. It was like I got the soul, the funk. I didn't start listening to jazz until I got older, start learning music and mm-hmm. listening to a lot of rock and start understanding that. Like, that's our music. Like, right. we started that. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, I'm like, dang. It's just as I got older, I started to grow more and, and have more of a better ear and develop an ear. So, man, that's like monumental. That's dope. So how about uh, in terms of uh, hip-hop producers who was an influence for you? Oh, uh, definitely Jay Dilla. Okay. Definitely Jay Dilla. Dilla. De- definitely Jay Dilla. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Kanye said it best. He said, he said Jay Dilla's music sounds like good pussy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like Kanye said it best. Like, <laughs> that's that's all I can explain. Like, that's, that's the Kanye said it the best. Um... Okay, Kanye definitely as well. Like listening to Kanye and how he would speed up the samples mm-hmm. and you know, kind of like it, it was just different. Like the high pitch samples, uh, Just Blaze for sure. Like just Rockefeller like Love that. Just. just Blaze, Kanye. Um, what a one-two punch that was. That oh yeah, oh my yeah. God. Uh, I would say Timbaland for sure. Mm-hmm. Timbaland like his weird, just how he. I don't know. His, he has a weird mind. Mm-hmm. He has a very strange, weird way of how he produced things, and it all sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. The Neptunes, like I don't know something about Virginia. It's some cooking in Virginia. Like I don't know if it's the water, but like Neptunes, Timberland, um, and then even going back, Devontae Swain. Mm-hmm. I, I will always listen to like Jodeci, and like you know, I wanted to always make like slow dance music too. So when it came to R and B, I wanted to like. Yeah, I'm from the home of the steppers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, you know, we come, we come from the home of the steppers. Everybody stepping, everybody getting in tune, everybody just like right. feel good dancing. So you know, in house, in house music as well. Right. So that's always been like monumental in Chicago. So yeah, I'm being around a lot of house music and a lot of steppers music. So like, you go to a family cookout, you got somebody dancing and stepping and stuff, and also skating, mm. skating music like. Uh, we used to go to uh, Martin Luther King's. Uh, what was that called, bro? Martin Luther King's. I didn't go there. But yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Skate. Yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. Skate uh, skate rink. It's out on the south side. Mm-hmm. Um, like big, one of the biggest monumental skating rinks in Chicago. Like everybody go there. You skate. They playing nothing but classics. Like mm-hmm. nothing but like classic. Um, man, just all like good music that you can ride. Like you can just. Just amazing, like monumental classical music, and it was just like dope, like funk soul music, mm. and we would all skate to it. And then you had guys. I'm pretty sure you seen ATL. Oh yeah, like how Cascade. Cascades. How, that's exactly how it was in Chicago. Like, and maybe it's that southern. Like we have southern roots, so it made. Wasn't Roll Bounce? Wasn't that one based in Chicago? Yes, that's what Bow Wow, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Shad. I don't yeah. want to call him Bow Wow. <laughs> Shad. <laughs> Shad Moss. Shad Moss. Shad Gregory Moss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it was cool, man. Like, so, like, just that in the sense of the culture. You got house music, um, 
you got step, you know, the steppers music, and then mm-hmm. you got like skating rink music, and that just like, ugh, you just just you just baptizing that man, right. you know, you just like uh baptizing this whole pool of like good music, and that's just the culture. So, man, that's that's very monumental in just how everything just came about. Um, and producer wise, I would say. As I got older, Quincy Jones and George Clinton became my favorite producers too. Mm. Like how they put together, like how they just transcended their genres. Right. You know what I'm saying? They took their, they they was like, okay, we're gonna do our genres and take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop comes from George Clinton's funk. You know what I'm saying? Without Quincy Jones being influential for like Michael Jackson's greatest hits. Right. Like you can't go wrong, bro. You can't go wrong. So right. definitely, like, man, it's this other producer, uh, the legendary Traxer. He did everything for Twister mm. and Do or Die. He did. He did that whole like rap a lot sound. Like he he he, he crafted that. Mm. And a drilling and rush by Twister is Chicago's reasonable doubt. Mm. That's like. You go, you go to Chicago. I mean, like, you go to New York, you got Ready to Die, Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go to Chicago, a drilling rush by Twister is Chicago's Illmatic. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it puts you right there in the, in like, it puts you in that mode of like, dang, that's what Chicago is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, and it was like, man, it was so classic. Like, every, to this day, you got Common's B album, you know what I'm saying? But, Everybody, everybody's going to gravitate towards Twister, no matter where you coming from. Like those, those two albums, B, uh, Kanye's College Dropout or Late Registration, uh, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. Liquor. Oh my god! Yes, and Twister's Adrenaline Rush. Those like are monumental Chicago those are the pillars. Those the pillars. Gotcha. Those are the pillars. So, so let me ask you this: What do you want people to hear? When they listen to one of your tracks, like what's the feeling you want them to get? Because I know I told you yesterday. A matter of fact, when uh, Cornell interviewed me, I don't know if you was in the room, nah. and he asked me uh, like how I found you. When I was on SoundCloud. I was like, man, you had did that. Uh, you flipped that Pink Floyd oh, sample. Oh, that was uh, yeah, yeah, dang, bro, that was twenty eleven. Twenty eleven, yeah. I think I might have got it in twenty twelve, but yeah, it was like twenty eleven, and yeah. then. Um, but I said, like, it reminded me of Just Blaze. You mm. know what I'm saying? It had that type of feeling to it. Because I feel okay. like that soul is missing from hip-hop. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it really is. And that was one of the reasons I gravitated towards your music so much. It's just okay. that soul that you brought to it. Yeah. So what do you want people to hear when they listen to your music? Well, Listen when, to a track produced by you. When people listen to a Laura Haiti track, I want them to have an experience mm-hmm. I want them it's not just okay um, oh wow this is a dope beat I like it man this is this is that no I want people to have an actual experience like mm-hmm. whoa this take hey you remember the first time you heard what's your favorite album if you don't mind me asking like one of your favorite hip hop albums like, uh, when you were, like either when you were a child or just you know, growing up as a teenager, it was one of your favorite albums. Probably Nas. It was written. It was written. What was? How? How did you feel listening to It Was Written? I felt like I was inside a movie. You was inside a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like how? Like and, you know, what I'm saying, can't can't you? Don't you have so many memories? Yeah. Like, when you were young, you was like, damn. Like 
you got I remember doing this when Illmatic dropped I'm pretty sure you like yeah. I remember I was doing this that's the type of feeling I want to give people mm-hmm. I want to put them in an experience it's like wow I'm not ah uh, this sounds totally different you know or it sounds so good and I want it to hit their spirits I mm-hmm. want everyone to like feel something spiritual like just really like dwell into their experience. Be like, wow, this is this gives me a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I put I put my spirit into my music. Mm-hmm. That I, and I think that's what separates me from other producers is mm-hmm. because like when I'm feeling something, it's called vibe. That's what I call my sound vibe. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm feeling something, I like my soul recognizes vibes. So whenever I feel something, I just like man, whatever I'm feeling, I'm just gonna put it in there and. You know, people, it's beauty that come out of that. Hell yeah. Whether it's, and music is my therapy. So whenever I'm down, depressed, uh, feeling sad, you know, or even angry, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn, I'm about to go do something I shouldn't be doing, I'll just go to the music. Mm -hmm. And it's beauty that come out of that. So, yeah, I want people to have like a spiritual experience. Like, beauty comes out of that madness. Beauty comes out of that sorrow, that depression. And, it's like basically me trying to manifest what I want, mm. you know, instead of manifest. It makes me feel better, like because uh, I know a lot of people say, yeah, you got a soulful sound. You got a feel good sound. Mm-hmm. And that's and like some of those beats be depressing. Like mm-hmm. I, they come from a depressing place, but it, it they manifest something that I want. Mm-hmm. So and that's exactly what it is. Right. But like you said, like that depression that you're talking about when you put it into that music, that can help tell stories and be a release for the artists like even the one you gave me the uh the uh the hustle joint like i felt that when you said i was like damn that took me back to like (laughs) broken shit eating top ramen and bread like you know what i'm saying exactly but it was something good that came out of that you know what i'm saying i wouldn't trade those experiences you know what i'm saying because those help you become who you are so i definitely feel you because like you know, you can't get to the butterfly without the caterpillar stage. Man, you know what I'm saying? The cocoon. Definitely. You got to, yeah, you definitely can't get through it without the cocoon. Like, that's where everything is, comes from. So, I'm like a butterfly ready to blossom, bro. Like, really ready to just take this music to the next level. So, that's dope. So, let me ask you this. What are you working on now? And then, how can the listeners find you so they can listen to your stuff? I'm going to be dropping new music. I'm going to be like... As a producer, I know it's hard. People, um, like, can some people can't listen to beat tapes. Some people can. I usually drop compilations. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, more music is going to be dropped, more features with, like, some local artists as well as uh, other artists that's on the rise. So just dropping new music, you know, on some Metro Boomin' type. Right. Like, there's a lane of actual producers out there. And it's not just Metro Boomin'. It's, like, producers... That have their own unique sound uh, are touching the EDM markets because mm-hmm. I do performances too. I do like live performances as well. That's so dope. basically, like I'm just gonna be dropping new music that the people can appreciate. New music. Sometimes the music requires vocals. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it's just some easy chill vibe. Something mm-hmm. you can ride around to late at night. So more music coming soon. Um, definitely gonna be working on some new. Things like me and my man Cornell Westside working on some short films, so okay. trying to manifest those. That's dope. Um, just also just working with. I got a band now. Uh, I got a collective now. So shout out to my collective, the Starships. Like we all come together and put out dope music. So 
just working with my team, working with some artists that I'm trying to like uh, put on in Chicago, and definitely just get my name out there. Working with uh, brands as well. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to be doing. So I got some stuff in the works with some streetwear brands. So yeah. be on the lookout for that as well. That's dope. That's dope. So where can they uh, find you at? Okay. Drop your handles, your SoundCloud, oh, yeah, all that definitely, kind of stuff. Definitely. People can find me on Instagram at Lord Haiti, L O R D H A I T I. Um, that's Lord Haiti um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, L O R D H A I T I. SoundCloud backslash Lord Haiti. I'm on Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube, Shazam, the whole nine. So follow me everywhere, everybody. Yeah, well, we appreciate you, my brother. Man, I, and I'm gonna come out to the Chicago the next time. Definitely, and you definitely get me, come, you and Q11 on yeah, one. Yeah, so. you definitely got to come out. You definitely got to come out, and you definitely we're gonna have a barbecue. Like we got to, we definitely got to have a real you barbecue. You said you a cook too. I got to try this. Yeah, yeah, we definitely got to have a real barbecue and set, and put up a setting where the podcast live at the barbecue can really be live at the family barbecue. So that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I have potlucks too, bro. So definitely, you know, if you come to Chicago, I'll definitely get a potluck started. I need that. Appreciate you, bro. Man, thank you, bro. All right.